Hey everyone, this is Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Marvel's Agent M, and one of the co-hosts of This Week in Marvel podcast. You're listening to the Cruise Control Podcast with Randy Cruz. We're here on the Cruise Control Podcast, here on iTunes and SoundCloud.com, Wednesday, September 7th, 2016. And I got my man Graham Matthews, feature columnist for Bleacher Report. He's on Twitter at WrestleRant. We're previewing Backlash this Sunday. Graham, what's up, my man? How you doing? Randy, doing awesome. Always great to be back. Excited for Sunday's Backlash pay-per-view. Thanks for having me on, as always. No problem, man. Anytime. Let's get right to it. Uh, Even though we usually uh, review Raw and SmackDown, but we'll probably just save a little bit of that for the end, but... Uh, backlash again this Sunday. The the first pay per view in the brand split kind of thing, um, new era. So SmackDown goes up first with their own pay per view backlash on Sunday. They got uh, six matches on the card. So let's get right to it. One match that just got on the card last night um, with the whole tag team tournament that you know. Uh, let me see. Heath Slater and Rhino was supposed to face American Alpha in the finals. But the Usos took the American Alpha out of the tournament. So now the Usos and the Hype Bros are going to be going up against each other. And the winner of that will get Heath Slater and Rhino for the finals of the tag team tournament on Sunday. Um, One, were you you surprised that American Alpha got taken out by the Usos? And two, who do you have going over, Usos or the Hype Brothers on Sunday? Yeah, I was a little surprised. I did like the way it went down, though. I wasn't too shocked that America Alpha won last night. Um, but I did like the fact, literally just wrote an article about this on Monday, then it happened on Tuesday, that the Usos were way overdue for a heel turn. We've talked about this, I'm sure, many times before here on the show, but they have a need of a heel turn time and time again for at least, I would say, the past year. Thankfully, they finally pulled the trigger last night. I thought it was really well done. I'm sure people were disappointed by the Usos American Alpha match going all 30 seconds, but I think it worked out for the best because you could save that barn burner of about for later on down the line, and then you get Usos a heel turn. You get a heel Usos versus either Slater or Rhino. Definitely uh, Hype Brothers on Sunday. Um, it doesn't make any sense, the fact that the Usos were the ones that injured American Alpha, yet they're getting rewarded with a potential another shot at the tag team title. That, to me, makes no sense, but... It is what it is. I, I guess it's just kind of their way of filling up the car. They do have a limited roster. It is a three-hour show, unless they cut it short. Who knows? But um, in terms of who I have going over, definitely got to go with Usos. And then in the finals, I could see the Usos winning just to set up American Alpha. Usos were down the line for the tag team titles. But I would save that for even further down the line. They can feud without the championships. It doesn't even matter at this point because it's not about the titles. I would have Slater and Rhino win. They're the hot ticket right now. They're a great tag team. They were really over last night, so I'd have Usos win in the first match, then Slater and Rhino win in the second match. I uh, I would I would like to say Heath and Rhino are, are going to win, but maybe they're going to give the Usos the bigger push, a bigger push now with, with them being heels and the way they did everything with the uh, American Alpha last night. Uh, a little surprising of how American Alpha. Is now out of the finals. You know, I know they the Uso, you know, did the the heel turn, but maybe they, you know, Alpha was was going to still compete and everything, but now they're out. Um, I think the Usos, you know, a very much needed heel turn. I think me and you and everybody was saying, and Usos are just so 
you know, good guys, good guys, good guys, and I think it's time for them to give a, a, a character change, an attitude change, and what we saw last night can be the beginning of, of something special if they do it right. And I think maybe, you know, uh, Jordan comes out and causes the Usos um, the championship in the finals on Sunday, and Heath and Rhino win, and then further building the American Alpha Usos storyline. So, um, so yeah, I think we, I think we have the... We both have Heath and Rhino going over uh, in the final, so we definitely agree on that. And then the the Miz and Dolph Ziggler Intercontinental Championship. Um, I think it can go either way, but I think, I mean, again, it, I, I hate to have Dolph Ziggler do great promos and this, and it's my time, and I got to prove to the world and this and this that I can and all that all those promos. And then he ends up losing anyway. And, and I know the Miz is on his 150-day world tour, being Intercontinental Champion, which is which is great. So that's why I'm kind of torn between who might win. Um, who do you have, Miz or Dolph Ziggler, or do you think we we get like a true finish? I could see them doing a fuck finish just to set up a future rematch for No Mercy. I'd really hope not. I just really hope they end it here and they can move on for future challenges for Miz. Like we talked about last week, I don't have a huge problem with it because the promos, the feud itself has been fine. Um, I thought their interaction this week was limited. It was okay. Miz, as you mentioned, has been on this great reign as IC champion. Why would you cut that short by having him drop the belt on Sunday? It would literally make no sense. I guess it would make WWE sense just because they do things that make no sense sometimes. But I guess it, it just would make it be a mind-boggling decision to take the title off the guy who is the most relevant person, not only on SmackDown, but in the entire company coming off that Talking Smack promo. And they furthered the momentum really well with what he did last week with, with Ziggler and that opening promo. His match this week, his win over Apollo Crews and a rematch from SummerSlam. So I think it'd be dumb to take the title off him at this point. Um, I could see, Like I said, I could see them doing a countout, uh, a disqualification, whatever, just to keep the feud alive. Uh, I could very well see them putting the belt right back on Ziggler just because, you know, like you said, cut all these promos like, oh, I need a push or, I'm better than this. I'm underrated, blah, blah, blah. But we've heard it all before. You know, the time to do that would have been at SummerSlam. They dropped the ball. He didn't beat Ambrose. He didn't turn heel. Nothing happened. Now no one cares anymore. I don't care anymore. So I would just keep the belt on Miz and have Miz win. In a, in a perfect world, win clean. But uh, he'll probably just cheat to win, which is fine, too. As long as he keeps the championship, that's all I'm content with. I think I think one way they can you know further further the, the, the Miz and Daniel Bryan stuff is you know, let's say Dolph Ziggler goes out there and loses. Then it's like Miz can can say something like, "Well, who else do you have for me? You know, who else on SmackDown? I already beat I already beat uh, Apollo Cruz at SummerSlam. I beat Dolph Ziggler for the the twentieth time. Who else on this roster can you have to to go up against me and try to beat me for my for my title?" And Daniel Bryan goes like week after week after week and month after month, try to have somebody take the belt off of Miz. So my question to you is. As, if it's not Dolph Ziggler, who else on the roster do you see in the future down the road that could potentially take the take the Intercontinental Championship off the Miz? That's the big question right now. I feel like they peaked too early with Cruz's push because he would have been the perfect guy to take the title off Miz. Not right now, but maybe down the line. And they can always go back to him down the line. I'm not saying that's impossible, but he's already been beaten by him twice. So I guess it'd be a little foolish at this point. Um, definitely not Ziggler, obviously. Been there, done that with him five times. But I'm thinking of the rest of the roster. The only real guy that comes to mind is Kalisto, but they 
badly botched his push as U.S. champion earlier on in the year. He has, I think he's injured right now, which is why he hasn't been on TV in a while. So on the babyface side, it's not looking too good unless they put Orton in the IC title picture, but we've seen Orton is a bunch of times. Cena, I guess, but again, we've seen that a bunch of times. You can do the whole thing where Cena does an IC open, U.S. open, IC open every single week, but again, been there, done that. I don't really want to see him run into a Rusev kind of deal where he cuts uh, Miz's momentum short. So, I don't know, maybe, you know what, like I said, I think I probably said this to you last week here on the show, I forgot, but I would just keep the belt on him until he breaks the record. Um, I think it might be next summer, spring, I haven't really done the math yet, but to break the Honky Tonk Man's record as the 450-day reigning Intercontinental Champion of all time, the longest reigning of all time. So it might it's definitely next year. I don't know when next year, probably by next spring or summer. And hopefully by that point, there's going to be more prominent babyface on the roster that could be Miz, maybe even a returning Shelton Benjamin. Hopefully he's back by that point on the SmackDown brand. So right now, nobody, which is why I would say keep the belt on him longer, which is what they should do anyway, and wait for someone better to come along to take the title off Miz. I'm actually trying to find out once you mentioned Honky Tonk, man, it took one. It was a major flashback. Two, I'm trying to find out how long his reign was intercontinental. Well, they say 64 weeks. I'm trying to. Uh, I think it's 454. I want to. Say, I heard it was 454. I wrote a whole article about it. And I forgot, but it's you're right. You're right. You're right. 400 454 day reign for the Honky Tonk. So you, so you, you are telling me that the Miz has to have this belt for another what? year and a half? No, no, he won it in April, so I think he's got to have at this point, um, how long is 64 weeks? It's like, what, 14 months, 15 months? I'm not exactly sure. I think, not another year, but I think short of a year. I think he's got to hold it until maybe June or July of next year, which, again, at this point, I think is entirely feasible considering there's no one in that brand who could hold that championship right now. Yeah, he uh, he's had the belt since April fourth. So uh, I mean, I, I I think if they want to if they want to go that route, I think it'd be something different and interesting and kind of like wow, Miz has twenty more days to break Honky Tonk's record, has ten more days and the the whole countdown thing. And um, I think for for that roster, real quick for that roster, like you said, Cena, Callisto, I don't I don't see those guys maybe. If they finally do the whole face turn for Bray Wyatt, give him a give him a run at the belt. Um, Barry Corbin, maybe that that might be too early, but uh, or, or or even Apollo Crews. Did they take a couple more months to build him up and really be a a big time potential challenger for the Miz? But I I like the idea of the Miz having a belt and trying to break uh break Honky Tonk's record. Does he do it? Um. I don't know, man. I don't know if the fans would be tired at, at that point. Like, oh, my God, Miz, Miz is still Intercontinental Champion. Like, come on now. I think if you build it up the right way. Right. I mean, I think, like, with New Day, like, if you told me a year ago that you think these guys are going to – if you asked me a year ago, do you think these guys are going to break the, the reign of London and Kendrick as the longest-running tag team champions in history, I easily would have said no just because it's almost impossible in today's era. Um, but with Miz, I mean, I guess it can go one of two ways. Like you said, people can either be tired of it, or at the same time, if they build up the right way as they're doing currently, they can build it up to a point like people are anxious to finally see him drop that championship. I really want to see him get his ass beat. I really want to see so-and-so beat him for the belt. I just looked it up. It's July 2nd, 2017, which is a Sunday. 
So, which would be actually perfect if they did a SmackDown pay-per-view on that Sunday. Um, I doubt they would because they never really do them earlier on in July. It's usually later on in the month. But if they did a SmackDown, like the Great American Bash, oh my God, that'd be perfect. If they did the Great American Bash, they brought that back for Sunday, July 2nd, 2017, the day that Miz would break the reign of Honky Tonk Man and have him face someone from NXT, for all we know, um, for that championship. They have a real money angle on their hands. Again, that's far looking far into the future. This company is very, uh, it cannot be counted on for long-term booking, so I doubt they'll go that far, but that's what I would do. That's how I would book it. Hey, you know, you know, recently they they've been on this trend to break old old time records. So we saw with with New Day with Brian and Kendrick. I'm not too sure if they broke the demolition record, but you know, I guess if they want to create new records uh, of of the newer talent, then you know that demolition record is out. Uh, London and Kendrick record is out. Honky Tonk Man's might uh, might be out. So maybe maybe they're just in this thing where. You know they they want to break those records, so I mean it it definitely remains to be seen. But I think the Miz can be the guy that can hold on to that belt and be, you know, really really a a, a freaking asshole about it. Like, listen, I'm gonna break the honky tonk man's record, and there's nobody out there that can you know do anything about it, and he's gonna keep on going and going and going. I think the Miz is the prime guy to hold the belt for that long, and then I just hope they don't do it at the end where he loses to like John Cena or something like that. Yeah, like I said, I feel like it'd just be a massive waste. I mean, in the end, like it worked out for the U.S. title in Cena last year. He had one of the best in-ring years of his career last year, and it really boosted the prestige and honor of the U.S. title. But what the hell did it do for Rusev? I don't want to hear the argument from people that he got the rub, because the guy lost three fucking pay-per-views in a row. He lost to WrestleMania. He lost to Payback. He lost to Extreme Rules. The guy was a loser, and it only took him. It was nothing that Cena did that got him back to the point where he is now. That was all Rusev after they finally broke him away from that god-awful League of Nations garbage, and he broke, up, he broke off on his own again to become U.S. champion for a second time, I don't want to see the same thing happen to Miz. I feel like he's just way better than that, and this is a prime opportunity to build to an up-and-comer beating him for that bell. I mean, not even an up-and-comer, like I said, a fresh face. I know Benjamin's like 40 years old, but even he'd be a fresh face in the IT title picture compared to fucking Dolph Ziggler after all these years. And you make a great point, too. WWE for years has done this. Not that it's a bad thing. I think it's interesting that they're breaking all these records. Like you said, with New Day, they did the whole thing with uh, Nikki Bella last year where she was the longest reigning Divas champion of all time, a record which she did break, by the way. Um, uh, they did it again with uh, Punk even a couple years ago. He didn't really break the longest reigning WWE title record of all time. He would have had to hold the belt until like this year. <laughs> that was the case. But, um, you know, they had him hold the championship for 434 days, the longest reigning WWE champion in modern WWE history. So, if they really want to go all the way with it, I know Ambrose is the longest-reigning U.S. champion in WWE history. I think the only belt left to break a record with right now is that IC championship. And I think, like I said, if there's anyone who could do it, it's the Miz. We're chatting with Graham Matthews of Bleacher Report here on the Cruise Control Podcast. Again, again check us out on iTunes and SoundCloud. He's on Twitter at WrestleRant. Um, the Women's Six-Pack Challenge for the new SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, Nikki Bella, Carmella, Naomi, Becky Lynch, Natalia, and Alexa Bliss are the six women that will be comp- that will be competing for the championship. Um, I mean, this can go this can go any way, but I think I think it'll come down to Carmella and Nikki Bella. They, they they've been showing a lot of uh, this little rivalry they have going on, so I think one or the other will walk out of there with the championship. 
Um, maybe Carmella. I, I, I think because Nikki just got back. So I think they're going to try to put the belt on her. Of course, I would say Becky Lynch just on pure talent. But I think with what they're displaying on TV, they, they're, they're going to go with Nikki or Carmella. Which direction do you think they go to on Sunday? Like you said, what I like about this match a lot is they can really go any one of six ways. I could even see Naomi winning, Naomi winning in an upset. I mean, any one of these six women could win, which is what I love about this match so much. Um, I would just put the belt on Becky, like you said, not just because of pure talent, but I feel like Carmella and Nikki, because now that we only have SmackDown exclusive pay-per-views, they can have a match at No Mercy. You're automatically creating two separate women's matches. You have Nikki right. and Carmella in a one-on-one match. It doesn't have to be for a championship, which is very rare nowadays to have a women's feud that isn't over a title. So you could do that match, and then you could do another match over the championship. So I'd give the belt to Becky just because, obviously, she's deserved it. She's like one in like some dis- despicable record. She's like one in six on pay-per-view this year. She lost the fucking Rumble. She lost the WrestleMania. Uh, she lost that Money in the Bank, Battleground, SummerSlam. She's like losing all the time, and she's still over, but it's going to get to a point where people aren't going to care unless she wins a meaningful match. And I think it has to be Sunday. I know the heels went over last night, which might be a, like booking 101 that a face goes over on Sunday. Hopefully anyone but Nikki, just because I like Nikki, but we've seen it before. I want to see a press face win. None of these other women, other than Natalia, have held a singles championship in WWE on the main roster. So I'd have it be Becky Lynch. And then when Eva Marie comes back, you could do Eva and Becky over the belt and then do Carmella and Nikki in a one-on-one feud without the championship being at stake. You know what? I I was thinking the same thing as you were talking. I'm thinking like, well, maybe they can hold off Nikki and Carmella till No Mercy. Um, Becky can walk out with with the title, and then you know, even Marie shows up and uh, she'll probably finally get her first match uh, or finally fight Becky Lynch, and maybe this time it'll be for the title. But you know, I when does her suspension end though? Definitely before No Mercy. I mean, it's 30 days, and she got suspended on August 17th. So September 17th is when she'll be free. Um, and No Mercy is not until October. So she'll definitely be back and done. Okay, so you're going with Becky on Sunday. I got Becky winning, yep. Okay, so, uh, I mean, hey, I, maybe I'll pick somebody different. I think either Nikki or Carmella would, would do it. But I think, you know... I will have no problem if Becky Lynch walks out with with the title on Sunday. So at least we're trying to agree on that. Also, we have what else we got here? Uh, Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt. So again, this this match right here can go either way. It it, it 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 depends on who needs it more. I think they both need it. Orton's coming off the loss against Brock at SummerSlam. Bray Wyatt is coming off not even being at SummerSlam. Um, in, in dire need of, of of a victory and. Can Sunday be, I don't want to say the beginning, but can Sunday just be the beginning of this new Bray Wyatt, you know, phenomenon that can really try to do something as opposed to just doing great promos, great promos, and then not having a win? Can can Bray Wyatt walk out of Sunday defeating Randy Orton? I think so, and I think he will. Just because I know both guys kind of need wins right now. Orton lost in humiliating fashion at SummerSlam to Brock Lesnar, whereas Bray Wyatt, worse yet, wasn't even on the card. So I think he's got to win on Sunday. Um, I like or, I like both guys a lot, and I think the feud's been all right so far. But I think Wyatt, I mean, obviously, he needs to win more. Orton is established. The guy could lose a million matches, and he's still going to be freaking over whenever he does the arm post 
people are still going to go nuts. It's not going to make a difference at all. And Oregon can always win the second match or the final or whatever. Just why it needs a win. The guy needs a freaking win at this point. He's a loser. He has, he has won very, very few meaningful pay-per-view matches, not in recent months, not even in 2016, just in his entire career on the main roster for the past three years. This guy has been a loser, and the only meaningful win he got was at Battleground when the family, when the Wyatt family beat New Day, and it led nowhere. They didn't get a tag team title shot. They just dropped the feud, and that was it. So any win he gets just means nothing in the end. So, yeah, I, I feel like Wyatt's got to win on Sunday. I feel like they might give Orton the victory, um, but I'll be bold and say Wyatt picks up the win on Sunday, as he should. I want to say Bray. I, I really, really, really do. It just depends on if somebody's going to come out, interfere, and help him win, or is he going to get a clean win right in the middle of the ring? Um, because if Orton goes over, then it's like we're back to square one with Bray. Like, what do we do with Bray Wyatt now? He, he, he did great promo work leading up to Backlash, um, saying, I'm, I'm the new Predator, I'm this, I'm that, and then he, he takes the L. Then it's like, all right, who who was next to for Bray Wyatt to go up against, and what is, what do we do with Randy Orton going forward? Like, do do any of these two guys? How about this? Do any of these two guys, knowing that John Cena is going to be out for a little bit filming that that American Grit show, do any of of these two guys get near the title picture after this match? Yeah, I would say. You know what? Now that I think about it, I feel like. I might have to change my prediction to Randy Orton just because now that you mention that, I could totally see them doing Orton and AJ. It's like inevitable. Orton and AJ is happening at some point, preferably over the title. But you know what? Actually, I'll stay with Wyatt because I feel like they'll probably do an Ambrose. They'll do an Ambrose AJ rematch, No Mercy, I'd imagine. And I, we'll get to that eventually, too, that match later on. But um, I think, you know, yeah, I'll say Wyatt wins here, Orton wins in the end, so you can get that into that title picture. And then we could see AJ Norton for the championship. So, yeah, I could definitely see. I want to see Wyatt in the title picture. I have no idea why the fuck he wasn't in the SummerSlam title match instead of Dolph Ziggler. Uh, that's another rant for another day. We already kind of talked about that before. But, yeah, I think Wyatt wins here. But I think in the end, Orton will win the feud, regrettably, just so he can get in the title picture with AJ Styles at some point, maybe in time for Survivor Series. Does any member of the Wyatt family help out? Is it going to be Eric Rowan? Uh, Eric Rowan? Are we going to see a returning Luke Harper? Which we have, we have no idea if he's going to be on Raw or SmackDown. So, do any Wyatt family members help him, or are we going to see a clean win from Bray Wyatt if he goes over? I don't think he'll win clean. He should. If he goes over, I think he'll cheat to win by doing something. Um, I mean, if he cheats, I mean, if he wins, he wins. I don't care. Preferably, he wins clean. I hope. But um, if someone does interfere to help him win, I think it'd have to be Luke Harper. Definitely not Rowan, just because they broke up. Presumably, they kind of teased at it. They kind of hinted at it, and they never really kind of followed up on it a couple weeks ago on SmackDown. So I'm assuming they're done, um, which is fine. I would put Harper with Rowan. I don't know why they're just not doing the whole trio, but whatever. I would just put Harper with Rowan and put those guys in the tag team title picture. Um, I think that'd be great. I did hear Harper might have been, not that he was cleared, but I did hear that he was going to the Performance Center this week to be cleared. Um, so he might be cleared as soon as this week, and he might be able to come back on Sunday. Like, we talked about it right before SummerSlam, that Nikki Bella got cleared literally like the third, like when we were talking about SummerSlam, she got cleared that day, and she returned three days later to the pay-per-view. So Harper could be no exception. I'm assuming he's back either this month or next month. 
Um, I would want to see him with Rowan, but I could see them very well putting him with Wyatt. I don't know why they wouldn't put Rowan in that picture, but whatever. Um, but, yeah, I could, see, I could very well see him interfering on Sunday. But my hope is that he wins Quinn. I don't think he will, but I think he should. Now, sidebar, do you think that they would use and save Luke Harper to put him on Raw? And knowing that we're seeing Braun Strowman do these uh, squash matches, he's winning every weekend, basically ir- you know, irrelevant people in the ring with him, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. boom, Braun Strowman is like in the ring waiting for his, ne- his, his next squash opponent, and out comes Luke Harper. Do you see maybe they put Luke Harper on Raw because Braun Strowman is there? Um, I could see that. I mean, I could see them doing a feud between the two. I feel like they probably have Strowman win. I think they're priming him for bigger things. Um, that, w- that would be interesting, though, if they have Harper be a baby team. They're not going to have him tag team. Otherwise, like, why would you break up the Wyatt family in the first place? I could see them, like you said, having him feud with Strowman. I wouldn't have a huge issue with that just because Harper's so goddamn great, and I do want to see him break out on its own at some point. Um, I just feel like he wouldn't win just because they have a hard-on for the big guys, for Braun Strowman. They want to have him beat all these losers and probably eventually priming him for a feud with, like, a Roman Reigns or something. God help us all. But... In the meantime, yeah, I could I could see them doing that. I do think he'll probably be on SmackDown, but I think there is a chance we could see him on Raw potentially involved in something with Strowman as a babyface. I mean, they, they need more guys in their mid-card. I mean, they have a pretty strong mid-card. I just don't want to see him be directionless. I feel like there's more of a chance he'll be more successful on SmackDown just because they have less people over there and they need as much depth as they can possibly get at the moment. Yeah, I, I'm looking at the card, and I'm trying to figure out, you know, I don't know if it's their fault or not, but like, what if, why, why people like Apollo Cruz and Baron Corbin, you know, the, the 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 new guys, the new era people, are nowhere near the card. That's the thing. I don't know. I mean, they say it's a new era. I mean, AJ's kind of a new era guy. He's not young, but I mean, he debuted this year, so I guess they would kind of call him a new era guy. Bray Wyatt's not really new era to me, and it was relatively new, but he's not a Cruz or a Corbin. I don't know where the hell those guys are. You would you would think that they would be on a card that has the roster split in half, right. have six matches. They'll probably be on the card in some form or fashion. I could very well see them throwing Cruz and Corbin out there as a fucking kickoff match or a filler match or whatever. That shouldn't be the case. They should have, you know, solid storylines right now. Unfortunately, they don't. For whatever reason, they're just kind of lost in the shuffle. They shouldn't because both guys have great potential. They just debuted up tonight at the WrestleMania. They already kind of feel lost. Um, like I said, I, I think I talked about this last week, but I could see them doing Kane and Corbin. They did not follow up on that from last week on this week's show, but I could see them throwing that out there. Um, I, like I said, Kalisto's hurt, but I could see them having do Cruz versus freaking Rowan or something, Eric Rowan, just to get him on the show. Yeah, I mean, the guy deserves at least that. If he's going to be, you can't go from being at SummerSlam in an IC title match where there's like 13 matches on the card and it's a dual branded pay per view and then going to a singular pay-per-view with just SmackDown guys, and then not being on the show. That, to me, just makes... It's like ass-backwards booking. So, uh, hopefully he's on the show in some form or fashion. What would be nice and interesting if, again, I don't know how they would do it, but maybe getting Baron Corbin involved in the Bray Wyatt-Randy Orton thing, where, you know, uh, if you don't want to have anybody win clean, obviously you get somebody to interfere, and then you, you create something new from there, whether Corbin... You, you might get a Corbin Bray Wyatt. You might get a Baron Corbin Randy Orton kind of match, which I think both matches could be interesting. But um, going back to the Orton uh, Wyatt match, um, if, if Corbin gets you know interferes, that could be something good for him to to go up against Randy Orton or Bray Wyatt. No mercy, you know. You cost me the 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 match, 
the at backlash and we'll we'll have a, a little rivalry from there but to have a guy like him or Apollo Cruz um two of the new guys not on the car but you have the hype brothers and who, who else we got here the hype brothers you have you know Slater and Rhino and American Alpha gets right 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 away on the card so um I just find it very you know interesting to not have to not have those two guys on there I mean kickoff show is that's cool but you know you want to have these guys on the main card yeah, I like your idea about Corbin Cruz or Corbin and uh, Ryan, not Rhino, sorry, Orton or Wyatt. Um, I could see them doing one of those two ideas. I do like the idea of an Orton Corbin feed. I don't want to see them scratch, or I don't want to see them scrap Orton and Wyatt immediately. But mm, I guess they can't really do a Wyatt Corbin tag, and just because Corbin's like the lone wolf, so that wouldn't make much sense. But I mean, down the line, I think right now it would be death for Corbin just because the guy needs wins. He needs wins. And having him lose to Orton would do him no favor. So I think they've got to build him up first by having him beat, oh, they already had, I was going to say beat Dolph Ziggler, but we already saw that a million times earlier on this year. So I don't really know. They just, they just need more people on their roster. Uh, this, is why you guys, this is why you need guys like Rhino to put you know, people like Corbin over, which you get in NXT. But, um, yeah, it, 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 is, it is weird to have guys like the Hype Brothers on the car, which is cool. I mean, good for them. But it sucks for guys like Cruz and Corbin who deserve a lot more and they're this you know, part of the new era, like we debuted the net at the WrestleMania, they have nothing for us. Creative has nothing for us. So hopefully that changes over time. They get back in the right track and uh, on that road to superstardom. Because they know both guys have the potential. They're both really, really good. They just need direction. That's all. And, of course, we have the main event, the WWE World Championship, Dean Ambrose against AJ Styles. <sighs> I want AJ Styles, but I think Dean Ambrose is going to win. And, um, I mean, if Dean Ambrose wins this match, I, I, I want to be at home sitting like, holy shit, like, that was a great match by Dean Ambrose. I don't want him to win no no, no silly way. I want him to really go out there 20, 25 minutes, whatever it is, and say and make me feel like, holy shit, that Dean Ambrose just went out there and really did his thing and beat a big-time top talent. In AJ um in in, in uh, AJ Styles, but I want AJ. I think Dean Ambrose. Which way are you leaning towards for Sunday, Graham? It's hard to say. I mean, we said it last week, but I mean, I mean, I can <clears throat> very well see them putting Ambrose over AJ on Sunday. You can't beat him clean. Like I have no, I, I not that I have no problem. I have little issue with them putting Ambrose over AJ right now because you know AJ is going to get the belt. You know, inevitably, it's it's only going to happen. It's only a matter of time, really. It's not a matter of when, or it's not really a matter of if, but rather when. With AJ Styles being world champion on SmackDown, but I don't know. Ambrose, I like Ambrose a lot, but he's just not doing it for me as world champion. AJ is the hottest star in the company right now. They got to put the belt on him as soon as Sunday. They got to strike while the iron is hot with this guy. Not to say the iron wouldn't be hot, you know, in a month from now at No Mercy, but I feel like. The guy's coming off the biggest win of his goddamn career, not only in WWE, but probably his entire career. A clean win over John Cena at SummerSlam. So to have Ambrose win clean over AJ would be mind-boggling. Coming off of his lackluster feud-slash-match with Dolph Ziggler, it would be so stupid. So if they have Ambrose cheat to win, I can kind of see that, or doing something like comedically, I don't know, like whatever the hell he would do, like low-blow AJ like we saw, like the... I can, you know what? Now that I think about it, I could see them repaying the favor, having him repay the favor after AJ low blowed him last night. They can have Ambrose low blow him, maybe to get himself DQ'd. 
Um, you know what? Now that I think about it, I think Ambrose gets DQ'd on Sunday and then retains the title that way. I don't want to see it happen that way, and I think AJ should win the belt. I know he should win the belt on Sunday uh, just because he's the best thing going in the company right now. But I'll go off on a limb and I'll say that Ambrose retains, but AJ wins the match via DQ after Ambrose low blows him or just goes off the defense somehow. My question is this. Oh, man. Um, what what has been the feud really been all about? Like, what's the big buildup to this match? And, and, and there's a reason why I'm asking. To your knowledge, what has been the major buildup of why AJ and Dean Ambrose are really going to go at it at, 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 at Backlash? That's what I'm trying to figure out, too. And this is where SmackDown runs into an issue in that they just started building the show three weeks after SummerSlam. They only had three weeks to build up this feud. It's not a really a rematch, which, which was the case back in the day when Backlash was the post-WrestleMania show. Almost always would you see a WrestleMania rematch. Very rarely would they start a new feud. Right. Um, so they kind of ran into a, they kind of painted themselves into a corner with that just because they had three weeks to build in this match and start from scratch. And again, I like Ambrose, and I know he has a minute. When he, I know he has it in him. And we've seen it before. We saw it this week a little bit. We saw it during the feud of Ziggler at certain points. The guy can be a serious. He can be taken seriously as, as a babyface, but he just, I don't know if it's the writing team or if Ambrose is being lazy. I'm not really sure what the issue is or who's to blame. But it seems like he just relies way too, way too much on like the cute comedy style. Whereas AJ, where it's kind of the same way, but I feel like AJ is just 10 times funnier than Ambrose is for whatever reason. Ambrose just, at this point, rarely makes me laugh. Maybe like two years ago, but at this point, it just seems like he's doing lame dad, you know, dad funny s comedy kind of shit. So, and AJ's just like genuinely funny in this role. He seems like he's having fun, whereas Ambrose feels like he's just kind of going through the motions. So, I don't know. Like, that's the thing. Like, on Tuesday, we saw Ambrose be, like I said, bring up that cute comedy side. But then AJ just kind of kept it serious. So he kind of had that clash of styles there. So, yeah, I don't, or you know, pun intended, a clash of styles. But I don't really know what the feud has been about. I'm trying to figure out the same thing. Yeah, man. I, I mean, uh, I, I just, knowing that No Mercy is, is, is next month, and I, and I know we can be like, well, they, they're going to blow this one off and, you know, not be a, a, a clean finish or whatever the case may be for this match and they'll do a rematch ne- uh, next month maybe with a with a with a, a different stipulation to be added to the match but i i just feel like you know maybe um you know dean ambrose has not done it for me as champion i know other people could feel differently but i'm talking about if he you know in the ring the character the attitude the whole everything uh, he, maybe he just not as appealing to me as the wwe world champion than the potential I know AJ Styles can bring to that championship. I think everybody wants AJ Styles to win. I think um, he will get there at some point. Is it at Backlash? We have no idea. Is it No Mercy? Could it be Survivor Series? We have no idea, but I just think that the, the, the time for Dean Ambrose to uh, relinquish that, that championship has to come soon unless they do a drastic change to his character. Maybe, he, maybe he'll lose on Sunday gets upset he he does some kind of sore loser type of thing and then he attacks aj styles maybe you have a double turn maybe dean ambrose goes uh to to heal and aj goes back to being a face we have no idea but i think the whole build-up i mean yeah on paper dean ambrose aj styles championship oh wow this is gonna be a great match but like the build-up and what's the, what's the main storyline 
Dean Ambrose doing jokes and this and that, bringing out trophies on SmackDown. It's like, you know, when when on the flip side, you look at Raw and they're lead up to Clash of Champions with Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins, it's totally 180. And I say, why can't we have that on SmackDown? Not, not saying SmackDown is not good or hasn't been doing good with storylines because they have, but I think for the world title, it just it, it it it's not what I'm seeing with Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins right now for their build up for their for their pay per view. But um, I I just don't know, man. I, I I think Dean's gonna walk out with the belt, and again AJ AJ's gonna go 0 three against former Shield members, and it's like is this is this guy ever gonna beat a guy from the Shield? We have no idea, but um, I think no matter what they do, the storyline has it has to prolong. Uh, better into No Mercy. So if they do a rematch with AJ and Dean and they have more time to build to No Mercy, then they can build a more compelling uh, compelling storyline, then put the belt on AJ. But I think it'll be interesting either way. And I, I really I really think Dean Ambrose is going to win on Sunday. Now, I don't want him to, but I think he's going to win on Sunday. Yeah, I agree. Again, like I said, I like Ambrose, so I wouldn't cry if, if Ambrose retained the belt. I just think it'd be a better story to have AJ win on Sunday, put Ambrose in chase mode, and I think that might be what the issue is, to have the heel chasing the babyface Ambrose, who is not really good in that champion role. I feel like that would reinvigorate this feud to put Ambrose in chase mode, which he was always perfect at when you think of Seth Rollins. You think of the other feuds that he's had. When he faced Triple H, I thought that feud is really good. That was a great match at Roadblock earlier this year, so... I feel like he thrives in that underdog-esque role when he's going for the championship and not when he's defending the title, but rather when he's going for the title. And AJ should have been champion from the day he showed up in this company because he's that goddamn good. So uh, maybe that's what refreshes this seed going into No Mercy, and that's the way that I see it playing out. But like you said, my official pick is Ambrose, too. I'll go so, so far as to say that Ambrose loses by disqualification after just going nuts on AJ. Um, I don't know if they would, you know, maybe they do a double turn because AJ's so popular. I know they only turned him heel a couple months ago, but I feel like Ambrose, maybe not. I mean, I think right now might be the time to do it, but um, it might not be the time to do it. I think long term, I mean, needless to say, Ambrose is a, he, he's a natural heel. That's the role that he was always destined to be in from day one, like a lot like Seth Rollins is a baby face. Right. So I don't know if that comes on Sunday. I don't know if they do a double turn. I highly doubt it. But, um, yeah, I agree. I think Ambrose wins on Sunday, but I think the better, the money move on Sunday would have put the belt on AJ Styles. Yeah, man, I, I think it'll be very interesting. With, with, with all six uh, matches, we have, I think we both have Bray. We, uh, you have Becky. I have Carmella or Nikki. We both have Heath and Rhino. We both have the Usos. We both have the Miz. And we both have... I think we're both teetering on AJ and Dean Ambrose. I think, I think, but that's that's good because that's good, yeah. That's good because you just don't know which way they're gonna go, and, and whatever way it is, just make you like make us be like, oh shit, wow, I I didn't see that coming. This this is great. Like what they did with Raw with Kevin Owens and Triple H. I think everybody that watching Raw that night was like, oh wow, I know Triple H was gonna show up, and then Bing Bang Boom, everybody talking about Raw for the entire week. And real quick, we'll we'll get to Raw. Uh, before I let you go, um, KO is the new champion, and now they're, they're beginning to plant the seeds of Seth Rollins becoming a baby face, and I think we all saw that coming. Uh, there was no Triple H on Raw on Monday, which, you know, it, it, it is what it is, and um, 
They have the rematch for Clash of Champions, Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins for the Universal Championship. So what did, what did you make about how they planted everything on Monday with Mick and Stephanie and Mick not really trusting Stephanie and then Seth going at the KO and then ultimately Mick overriding Stephanie to book the match, the rematch at Clash of Champions? I like it and I dislike it. I mean, I like the base of the feud. I mean, we talked all about it last week, like what would Triple H's, you know, motivation be for attacking Seth Rollins. We did not get an answer on Monday. And the more I think about it, I know, like, the the comparison that I was making in my head was Sting. Like, when he came back at Survivor, or rather debuted in WWE at Survivor Series a few years ago, he did what he did. He didn't show up on Raw the next night. We didn't see him on TV for another two months. For another two months, we didn't see him on Raw. And that was just because he signed limited dates. I mean, Triple H is a part of the company. He can show up whenever the hell he wants. But I actually kind of like it. I mean, a lot of people were disappointed we didn't see him on Monday. We didn't hear from him. Rollins didn't really address him. Should have, but he didn't. Um, I think they might be dragging this out for as long as possible, which is great. Don't bring up Triple H or don't have him resurface until necessary right before WrestleMania, because that's the hope. I mean, so I told you that last week. I would wait until WrestleMania to do that match. That's a marquee match at WrestleMania. So, um, But in the meantime, though, I like what they did on Raw. I like the fact that we don't know whether Stephanie is just a conniving bitch and she's lying to Mick Foley and she's been in cahoots with Triple H the entire time or if she's being genuine and she had no idea. That's kind of the, that it factor that everyone's still asking about. We still don't know. We're not quite sure what side of the fence that she's on. I don't love the ascent, the dissension, the ascension, the dissension between Mick Foley and Stephanie. I don't really care too much for that just because we've seen it time and time again with all the authority bullcrap, but if they keep that to a minimum, I think it's fine. Um, and then just Flat out Owens and Rollins. We'll just talk with those guys right. Or talk with those guys right here. They were great on Monday. I thought Owens was awesome. He didn't really feel overshadowed in his championship coronation, which was great. He's super entertaining. We got the uh, the crux of the feud between Rollins and Owens at several points in the show. And Rollins, I thought, I like the fact that he's still kind of a smarmy, you know, dick. But people love him now, and he faced Jericho in a really good match on Monday. And I think that could be the basis of his babyface character. So I like that a lot. Owens played his role well. I'm sure they're doing just the Reigns thing on Monday, or next Monday, rather, just to kind of promote a big match and for the time for the fucking season premiere, which they always call it, which they didn't call this, or thank God. Hopefully they don't bring it up next Monday, but they did not promote it as the season premiere. Um, they did promote it for next Monday after the return of football, obviously, next Monday, too, to kind of rival that. So I like that. I don't think Reigns gets added, nor should he, just because he has a logical feed going on with Rusev right now. Keep Owens and Rollins at Clash of Champions. So, like I said, I liked and I disliked what they did on Monday, but I think the positives outweigh the negatives. I thought it went really well on Monday night with the whole feud. And now Kevin Owens is the longest reigning Universal Champion of all time at nine days. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I thought that, I thought that, that part by Jericho was so hilarious when he said, how dare you disrespect the longest reigning Universal champion of all time, and then Kevin Owens says, "Yeah, seven days." <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that was great, hilarious. Yeah, um, I think it, real quick. I think I think Jericho gets involved uh, at Clash, and I think somehow he gets inserted because, as we know, the rumor back uh, I, I wouldn't say back in the day, like two weeks ago, when Finn Balor was supposed to fight Kevin Owens at Clash, and then. The hell in a cell was him, KO, and and, and Y2J. So they can still be doing going out, going down that road where KO fights Seth at Clash, and then all of a sudden Jericho might get inserted 
into a triple threat match at Hell in a Cell because Jericho is 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 a vital part to what's going on between Seth and and KO. He, he he's always interrupting, always butting in, um, trying to to defend his quote unquote best friend. So I think Jericho gets inserted into a match with both of those guys next month at Hell in a Cell. But I think that match at Clash is, is going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Uh, I think KO is going to win that match. And maybe, you know, do we hear from Triple H? Not saying get involved with, with, with Rollins, but do we even hear from Triple H um, in the next few weeks remains to be seen. But I thought Raw was just okay outside of that segment. We, we also got... Sheamus going up 3-0 on Cesaro, and then they might do Cesaro wins three in a row. We have a, a match seven, which w- I, I wouldn't count it out the question. So, I'm trying to think what else happened on Raw. Oh, the and and an awful New Day segment. I tell you that much. Um, what else? Yeah. Yeah, that was that was that was terrible, Graham. That was terrible. Um, awful. That was like what ten minutes, fifteen minutes of my life I can't get back. Um, <laughs> yes. Seth and Jericho w- 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 was pretty good. I I I, I enjoyed that match. Um, the squash matches with 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 Nia and Braun Strowman, even Bo Dallas got a squash match. Um, and then KO and Sami Zayn for like the twentieth time, and and uh, yeah, that was Raw. And you know, I didn't want to touch on SmackDown because we have Backlash coming up. So SmackDown was pretty okay. I just want to see where they go at the backlash and the upcoming storyline. So, um, I think we covered everything. Am I missing anything, Graham, that you want to touch base on? No, I think that's it. I think we got Raw, SmackDown, Backlash on Sunday. We have uh, Cruiserweight Classic is the penultimate episode of tonight. We've got the finale last next week, which should be great. The Return of Lucha Underground tonight, too. I don't know if you're watching, but it's an amazing show. Strongly recommend it to anyone who just Either, regardless of whether you love WWE or you're sick of WWE, it's just something different. It's a great show. Right. And also, UFC 203 on Saturday, Punk's fighting Mickey Gauls. That should be interesting, too. So, a couple of uh, blockbuster days in the, you know, in the upcoming week. What do you think? Does CM Punk, I was going to say, does he go over? But does CM Punk win? <laughs> <You're over. Does> <laughs> <laughs> win. Does he win at UFC? Like, what, what do you... What do you expect from CM Punk on Saturday? The thing is, I've been keeping in touch with the show they've been doing on him. I think they've done four episodes. I'm not sure on Fox Sports or FS1, whatever. Um, I haven't watched the latest one yet. I think it'll be up today on YouTube. I couldn't watch it live on Monday, but he just doesn't seem confident for whatever. Like, even in the interviews, it's weird. Like, obviously he is and was and still is very adamant about doing UFC and mixed martial arts and whatever. And that's great, and I'm a huge CM Punk fan, but I feel like he's just not confident. And this other guy, while he's a rookie, he still has a lot more experience than Punk does. He also doesn't, he's like 10 years younger. He doesn't have a beat-up body like Punk does from wrestling. So I think the ball's in Gall's court, and I think he's going to win. I mean, I love Punk. I would love to see him win. Whether you love the guy or you hate the guy, he's still a representative of wrestling. He might be trying to distance himself from WWE as much as possible. But you'll always be known as a WWE guy. How can you not be when you're there for 10 years and you're a multi-time WWE champion? So, And he only left two, three years ago. So he's always going to be known as, and especially if he's using the name CM Punk, too, you know he's going to be a, a, a WWE guy through and through to the day he dies. So regardless, um, I want to see him win. I don't think he will. I think Gall wins. But I'm even more excited than the fight itself. I'm excited to see whether he comes out to cult of personality, which someone did ask him in a, in a media call. 
and he said you'll just have to tune in to find out, which gives me hope that there is a chance he might come out to it on Saturday. I don't think he will, but I would lose it if he does just because it's an amazing theme song. We've talked about best wrestling theme songs you know, here on the show before many years ago. One of my favorites, and uh, hopefully he comes out to it on Saturday. I'm looking forward to the fight regardless, though. Oh, yeah, real quick, I want to get your take on the whole um, Charlotte, Bailey, Sasha Banks thing. I know uh, Bailey beat Charlotte one-on-one in a non-title match. And Sasha, I guess she was going to do, I don't know what she was going to do, a fake retirement speech. And then ultimately she said, I got bad news and I'm going to you know, take, take the title away from Charlotte at Clash of Champions. Do you think Sasha wins the belt again at Clash, or and and, and also how does Bailey get into into the mix when she just beat Charlotte in in a non-title match on Monday? This is what doesn't make sense to me. I understand they called up Bailey at a time. They called her up at the right time. Obviously, they shouldn't have called her up any later than they did because it was way overdue as it was. But you bring her in. You have her face Dana Brooke. That's fine. You have her do the, the thing with New Day, which is fine. You have her beat Charlotte and face Charlotte. Face Charlotte and beat Charlotte on Raw, which to me made no sense. I love Bailey, yeah. but it's like, why are you blowing off that match right now? That could be a pay-per-view match at one of your upcoming... Pay- like, that makes no sense to me. Well, knowing that they knew earlier on... It's not like they found out halfway during the show. They knew when, the, when they wrote the show and when the night started that Sasha would be cleared. So why the hell would you give away Bailey and Charlotte? Have Bailey win, and then it's like, oh, they're doing Bailey and Charlotte the next pay-per-view. Then they're officially announced that it's Banks and Charlotte at the next show. I have no issue with Banks and Charlotte one-on-one, but it's like, then why the hell would you have Bailey win, like, at least this early? It just doesn't make any sense that she should have lost, but why do the match at all? It's very weird booking with the women on Raw. They're not even utilizing girls like Alicia. I mean, they kind of did on Monday, but Summer's nowhere to be seen. Paige is suspended. She might be leaving anyway. Anaya's still doing her thing in the squash matches, so they only feel, it feels like they only have like three or four women in that division, including Dana Brooke, which is a shame. Um, but again, I like I like Charlotte Sasha one on one. You're not blowing away Bailey going for the belt at the next pay per view, but it just I, I don't know. Like it makes very little sense. I, I guess you do a triple threat at Hell in a Cell, maybe. Like I'd be fine with that. So I guess we'll have to wait and see. But uh, just very weird booking on Monday, I'd say. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I and I, I don't know which way they're gonna go to. I don't know if Shots is gonna regain the title at Clash. Um, maybe they can do a thing where she came back, maybe because she was jealous of what the the fan reaction Bailey was getting while she was out. So she wants to step right back in, get right back in the mix. And I don't know. They they can go a lot of ways. I I, I don't agree with them putting Bailey and Charlotte on Raw, non-title, and then having Bailey win. Like if, they, if they did it and Charlotte cheated to win, then then okay. Then you know a rematch mm-hmm. is going to happen down down the road. But Bailey beats her. Then it's like, oh, well, so how does Bailey not get a, a title shot when she when she just beat the, the, the champion and then Sasha comes in? So at least there's some story going on with, with all three of them. And, and who would have thought that when we, when we did the draft – that everybody thought Raw had the more dominant female side, but now SmackDown has six females doing their thing on that side. When Paige, we, we have no idea if she's coming back. You said Nia is, is in a bunch of squash matches. Um, they don't, they're not doing much with Alicia Fox. So it really comes down to four four females. That That's, that's not pretty good. So uh, I know they got maybe, what, two weeks before Clash? Or maybe they can kind of 
settle some things in there with all three of them. But I think going forward, uh, Bailey's going to be in that mix. And again, what do you do with Charlotte if she loses? And what do you do with Sasha if she comes back and loses? So um, the whole thing did not make sense. I hope, hopefully it does. I'm hoping, but uh, knowing them, it might not make sense, Graham. It might not. It might not. That's the thing. I, I assume it probably won't, just knowing this company. But at the same time, they are capable of pulling out gems, like we saw last Monday with the Owens title victory. So that's the thing. They're ever unpredictable, which is why I'm looking forward to Backlash, Clash of Champions, and everything else they got coming up in the coming months and whatever else. Yeah, and nobody's complaining about the Universal title nowadays, right? <laughs> that's the thing. And I said this from the get-go. It's like I was... Mad about it for two. I was there. We were both there. Or you were a takeover. Oh no, you were at Summer Sun too. We were both at Summer. Yeah. People would not shut the hell up about that goddamn belt. Yeah, sure. I mean, oh, it's unoriginal, but get the hell over. People got over it in ten seconds. The next day, people weren't even booing it at Raw. It was ridiculous. So now people aren't complaining about the name. They're not complaining about the look. Yeah, it's not great, and I wish they'd get better belts over time. And I tweeted this the other day, and I'm going to get your thoughts on this, Randy. Do you think it's possible they could be in the, in, in the works, in the process of making a new belt? Just because they came up with the idea of a second world title literally like the week after the brand split. So it, it came up very, very quickly. Do you think it's possible that they could be in the process of making a new belt? Just because, as we saw years ago, when, uh, when, when this current WWE title was made, it made it literally took like a year and a half to finally get made. So do you think it's only a matter of time before we get a new championship? Maybe not only for Raw, but for the SmackDown women's title and maybe the tag team titles too, just because these belts might be placeholders for the moment? Um, no, I think uh, I think I think we're gonna have we're gonna keep the belts that we have now. Um, yeah. I, I just feel like maybe sometimes they don't wanna dig into the old kind of regime of championship belts. Like everybody was saying, well, you know, if you had a chance to model the universal title how would you make it look and a lot of people fit, said that you know the winged eagle and this and this so maybe they did not want to go to something that was that was already done a long time ago and just keep it keep it to where it's at right now you had the big the big wwe sign in the middle just change the colors and i like how they changed you know i, I like the, the the new tag titles on smackdown it, it's the same thing it's raw but just different color navy and silver so um I just gotta. I think they're gonna do. I think they're gonna keep what they have. Um, I like. I like the the the, the intercontinental title being the way it is, uh, being having the old school plate. But I don't think they're gonna change any title anytime soon. Yeah, I guess it's a good point too. And I also wanted to mention this. I just read this today. They changed officially. Like now we obviously we obviously have like the SmackDown Women's Title and whatever else. Um, they officially changed the tag titles to the Raw Tag Team Championships. It's no longer the WWE Tag Team Championships. Now it is the Raw Tag Team Titles and the SmackDown Tag Team Titles and the Raw Women's Championship and the SmackDown Women's Championships. Those are the official names per the website um, as of right now. Oh, really? Yeah, I guess they've made the change, which to me I guess makes sense because I was thinking before, like, okay, so I guess they're calling one the WWE Tag Team and then the SmackDown Tag Team. Like, that doesn't really make sense, but... I guess they officially made the change. It's Raw Tag Team Championships now. So okay, so the, the tag team championships on Raw are the WWE Raw Tag Team. I believe so. Yeah, and then the SmackDown I think is WWE SmackDown Tag Team Titles. Yeah. Hey, I just saw it now. WWE Raw Tag Team Championship. 
<sighs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> it, it doesn't matter to me, man. WWE SmackDown. Yeah, it's just the name. It doesn't make a big difference here. Yeah, but my thing is this. When they decide not to do the the, the brand split no more, then what do you do? Are you going to unify them again? the name of the WWE title like literally three times this year, so they don't care. I mean, it does get yeah. confusing, but I guess you'll just go back to calling it what it was, the WWE tag team, I guess. I don't know. Hey, man, I, I think if, if they do the brand split, they should have the brand split for a couple years or just keep it the way it is. Don't try to unify it when they get bored and then try yep. to do a, a, a third brand split 10 years from now. So the name <laughs> does not matter to me. I, 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 hey, man, it is what it is. Graham, you're on Twitter at WrestleRant. You do great work for Hidden Remote, What the Culture, and Bleacher Report. Always a pleasure having you on. Enjoy Backlash, and I'm pretty sure we'll review it next week. Absolutely, dude. I'm looking forward to it. Enjoy Backlash on Sunday, UFC 203. If you're watching it on Saturday, I'll talk to you next Wednesday, dude. All right, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. Get you down the road. All right. <laughs>